This is the Emergency Medical Minute, sponsored by Mile High Ambulance. The Emergency Medical Minute is excited to announce that we are now offering AMA, PRA, Category 1 credits via online course modules. To access these and for more information, visit our website at www.emergencymedicalminute.com backslash CME courses, or simply click on the link in our show notes and create an account. So let me get this thing. Sibilance testing. Okay. So uh, here's what I was thinking about. Um, they came out with these new guidelines uh, two days ago for treatment of uh, COVID. And there's, it's just kind of weird how things have changed and there's like a lot of witchcraft. And really this is sort of an old standing problem, not a new standing problem. So I came across this pamphlet. This is from 1966, The Management of Emergencies. Um, so this is what they gave to interns who are rotating through um, Boston City Hospital. So the pamphlet is super groovy. It has like a 1966 font and it shows this giant like ambulance siren on the very front cover. So you know it's totally serious. And they boiled down all emergency care to like this. It's probably like 20 or 30 pages of what to do for emergencies. So the management of emergencies in 1966. So I thought I'd take um, a moment to describe the management of congestive heart failure. Um, and this just kind of goes to show you that things change over time. Some things are about the same, some things change. So with CHF, um, they go about in describing it. And first of all, they're way more eloquent. They were going, and the patient will present in a dyspneic state, feeling anxious and tremulous. So it's like this long prose. Um, so anyway, the treatment, moving on. Uh, so the good things are they said, yeah, give them oxygen. We still do that nowadays, although it's kind of less popular now than it was before. Give them morphine. I don't do that a lot, but there's still some people who give morphine for a CHF exacerbation. But the funny thing they said is after you give one dose of morphine, give no more. Switch over immediately to Demerol. Um, and they didn't say why, but they said it with such confidence that I felt like you really need to switch over to Demerol. The next thing they said is decrease venous return. Well, we do that nowadays because we'll give nitrates. Um, and they actually say that positive pressure breathing might help. And that's kind of one of our mainstays. So they get a point for there. But then I have to subtract some points because they say immediately apply tourniquets to three extremities. Not four, but three extremities. So this is, yeah. So the idea is you'd put a tourniquet on three extremities because you don't want to do it too tight because that will um, compress the arteries. You just want to compress the veins to decrease venous return. So that kind of makes sense, but that's just crazy. We would never put on, oh, and then they say you have to rotate the tourniquets every 20 minutes. So <laughs> I sort of imagine paging overhead, 20 minutes, everyone rotate their tourniquets. <laughs> Um, and then the next thing they recommend is phlebotomy. So that goes back to like the barber of Seville, you know, cutting someone's neck and just bleeding them for all their ailments. But they had like a very fancy way of doing it. It was much more medical. They said we should definitely do it with a donor collection bag. So you know when you go to Red Cross and donate your blood? So they do a donor collection bag, uh, bleed so someone out like 350, 300 to 500 mLs of blood. But they said, save it. Just hang the blood so the red cells pack down. Then what they do is they draw off the plasma and then if someone became hypotensive we'll get to that later because you got to save the blood just in case you need it later on so this is 1966 this is not like 1920s um um so aminophilin, if you remember, I haven't, I've never used aminophilin, but we did do theophilin a long 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 time ago that was for asthma 
So anyway, they said aminophilin is good, but you have to warm it to body temperature first. So you take like the vial of aminophilin and rub it next to the person, rub it in your hands, because you have to give warmed aminophilin. <laughs> you don't want it to be chilled. Oh, and then um, hypotension. So uh, the, you do want to make someone relatively hypotensive with nitroglycerin. And then this other medicine called trimethophen camphor sulfonate. So that sounds like something we'd never use. And you infuse it at 10 drips a minute. So I imagine like <laughs> um, you actually, back in the old days, like they didn't have pumps. They counted the drips coming down and you'd be like, I'm just going to make a little adjustment here because it's now at 12 drips a minute. That's too fast. I have to get 10 drips a minute. Um, and then digitalis. So dig is like this giant pendulum. Um, sometimes it's in style, sometimes it's out of style. Right now it's out of style, but I predict it will come back into style because it always kind of goes back and forth. When I was in medical school, so that they had this thing like, right before I started, never ever use dig because it kills people. Then when I started there, some papers that said, oh, you should definitely use dig. So we started using dig again. And then they said, no, never do it because it kills people. We're in the killing people stage now, but I predict another five years, it'll be the best thing ever. Um, Oh, and then they say diuretic therapy is ineffective. And that seems like kind of one of our mainstays. Um, but they strongly advised against diuresing people. And then if someone goes into shock, the first thing you do is release the tourniquets. Duh. <laughs> um, and then what you do is you take that blood that you um, drained off before. You'd hang it up high and let the packed red cells reperfuse into the um, person. So you'd save them by first taking away their blood and giving it back to them. <laughs> Vasopressor therapy was just coming into vogue. They said there's this new thing called isoproterenol, and it might be beneficial. They don't know yet. So anyway, state of art, CHF 1966 from the pamphlet, The Management of Emergencies. The Emergency Medical Minute would like to thank our sponsor, Swedish Medical Center, for helping fund our nonprofit organization and make this podcast possible. Donations are essential to our organization to cover operational costs and fund the creation of our online courses offering AMA PRA Category 1 credits. So if you enjoy our show, and if you're able to make a one-time or recurring donation towards our organization, any amount is helpful. Please click the link in our show notes to make a donation. Thank you for listening.